so grateful to, to Cedar Top. This has been a good good study. I've gotten uh, some feedback. Uh, the Lord's been awfully kind in this. this we've, we've taken a look and dissected this uh, this model prayer, if you will. Um, uh, we've heard it called uh, the Disciples' Prayer and, and the Lord's Prayer. And, and I understand where it's coming from, but if you want to be you want to be correct, you can refer to it as the model prayer, because uh, Jesus was uh, uh, quite uh, obvious, I believe, if you look at this, that it's not to be uh, the only prayer uh, recited if you need. I think what he provides for us is almost a guideline uh, when he says, uh, pray, pray like this, in this manner, therefore, therefore pray. And so, again, it's nothing wrong with uh, with Knowing this one, this is one, uh, for most of us, this was the first prayer that we learned. And, there, and, and because of that, it's the first scripture. At that time, we didn't, you know, when I was young, I learned I didn't know the scripture. That's why it was a prayer that, that I needed to say before I went to bed. So uh, it, it's, uh, it, it sticks with me, and even this day, I can recite the King, King James Version. So there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't leave here saying that Reverend said, I can't say that prayer anymore. I'm not saying that. But, but what I'm saying to you, to be correct, make sure that we understand that this was a model that Jesus presented to the to the disciples, and therefore, therefore to, to us. So let's uh, before we tackle this uh, this section, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a little bit more concise. Uh, so we're going to go for about another uh, thirty minutes or so. So let me let me go ahead and pray, and we'll dive we'll dive right into this. Father God, again, we just thank you. We thank you for uh, another opportunity to study. We thank you for those that have connected by way of Facebook Live. And we pray for those that will join, join the session at a later time. Uh, we just pray. We pray, Father God, that as we continue to study this, that our prayer lives will truly, truly grow. That our relationship, Father God, will grow. Forgive us when we would just go through the motions. Father God, forgive us when we would uh, not grow in our in our relationship, not grow in our discussions. Father God, forgive us when we would take all these opportunities, all this material, all this study, and just throw it to the side. Father God, we're trusting that even now, that you're working on our hearts, Father God. Pray that we understand that we don't have all we don't have all day. And night indeed is upon us. You call us as well in this day. So Father God, we want to be obedient to that. Now Father God, give strength to this study. We pray a special blessing for those uh, that uh, even as we speak, preparing to uh, walk through the streets of, of cities all across America and some already in the streets. Mm-hmm. We're praying for safety, Father God. At the same time, we're praying that, that voices are heard, voices that have felt muted for years are heard in centuries. They are truly being heard. So we pray for those. We pray for leadership. We pray for the President of these United States. We pray for governors. We pray for Mayors, uh, we pray again, police chiefs, and so many, Father God, that, that make decisions that affect all of us. Praying your spirit, Father God. We're praying for those that are even wrestling with COVID 19, even as we speak, still that are, many are under doctor's care, although it's, not, it's no longer front page news, it's still serious for so many. So we pray, God, that what we do will be acceptable in your sight. Give us strength as we make decisions to. To open up uh, churches and open up uh, athletic centers and stores. Just pray that what we're doing, Father God, is, is truly 
of your will will be mine all the time. It's in the God Son Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen. 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 And amen. Again, uh, for those that, that may not, uh, uh, we're, we're pointing towards, we'll, we'll make it uh, we'll make it public soon, but we are really pointing towards in the next few weeks, uh, opening up the doors to see the top for a new gathering worship. Of course, we've been pressing along with the uh, with the media formats, and so we're thankful for those that have made that possible. Uh, but we also understand that uh, there are some who do not use the media, and so we want to try to put some stuff in place as long as it's going to be safe. And uh, we've been discussing some stuff with the health department. We've got guidelines that we put into place and that we'll continue to put in place, and we will try our best to make this as safe as possible. Uh, but we, we are looking at opening those doors on Sunday, Sunday morning service soon, so you'll hear you'll hear more on that soon. So be in prayer as we continue to uh, make those decisions. Um, last week, let's go ahead and, and look uh, in Matthew six, and, and we've been sitting on this. So this is one again that you should you should really start becoming familiar with. It's one that you recited more than likely. Uh, uh, it's going to be the King James version that you recited, but uh, the New King James version is what I'm actually. Let's start with the sixth uh, chapter. Uh, if you really want to get a good idea, you can start with uh, the fifth, fifth verse, but we're really going to start with the ninth uh, verse and, and, and just read that portion that we're studying directly. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we that's what we tackled to our last week. Eleven is what we're tackling today. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forget our forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. From evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I almost broke off into the King James, but I'm trying to be obedient because I know that's what the strings are that new King James. So, um, so let's let's just review a little bit from last week. I, I, I think uh, we had a good study on that. Well, let's just uh, let's pull a few nuggets out of it just to uh, kind of lead us into uh, that uh, that verse in, in eleven today. Again, we looked at we looked at ten um, last week. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Uh, we we uh, must be careful. We're praying according to God's will. Uh, that's the only way we're going to get an answer. Uh, we. we Leave this in all, all uh, study, but uh, the problem with a lot of us is that our our prayer life and it's really not a prayer life. It's really God. Uh, I use God as a genie almost. Uh, it's, it's, but most of us, we've just got a list of demands and, and commands, uh, using the Lord as if He's a Santa Claus, and uh, and that, uh, that there's something very wrong with that. First John, uh, the fifth chapter, verse fourteen through fifteen. Reads, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, listen to this, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Look, the confidence in our prayer life comes with the fact that we know it lines up with his will for our lives. Um, uh, the problem, again, that, that a lot of us, we don't even, first, we don't even know the will of God. We've got some new religions and we've got some stuff out there that, you know, do this and meditate. I 
teach us how to pray on right now media for those that have it. Uh, the gentleman's doing a fantastic job with it. But one thing that he uh, reiterated or he talked about was this idea that, look, we are, we are, I don't want to use the word uh, spoiled. I'm trying to be as, as kind as I can be. But we don't recognize the abundance that we have uh, in this nation. Now, I, I know we have some disparities. Don't, don't call me. I understand that. I understand where we're at and that there are disparities. Uh, but when you talk about um, five days, I think some of us work more, but you're talking about five-day work weeks. That's, 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 not, that's not a lot of the work. Uh, when you talk about um, what we're able to put in our refrigerators, most of us uh, spend the weekend throwing out food that we didn't touch that was spoiled. And, and, and look, the majority of the world would love to have that problem. Love to have that issue. And, and, and so this idea, that's what I'm getting to, and then in this uh, first century right here, um, uh, this, they would have had refrigerators, per se. And so this idea of daily, of daily bread would have, they would have understood it that, and in fact, when you even talk about work and wages, a lot of them work that day for the wages of that, of that moment right there. So you're talking about living in the day, you're talking about if I don't work right now, I don't eat. And again, that's so foreign to so many of us. We, we head over to Kroger's and we get groceries for two, three weeks. Howling in there, I've got a freezer now. Um, I'm embarrassed to say that, that the lid, the lid won't even shut. I've got to, I've got to get that food out of there and cook it. Um, I've just been throwing stuff in there. And, and, and so that's a foreign concept. But, but you've got to understand that and Jesus would have said uh, this right here to those original listeners, to the, to the disciples. They would, have, they would have picked up on that immediately. That, that we're talking about the daily, the daily sustenance. We, we, we're talking about the Lord uh, making it available for me right then. It, it's kind of hard for us to understand it because we've got four or five weeks worth of food, freezers and beer and all that mess. Uh, but we're in a society uh, right here that would have understood that yes, on a daily, a daily, uh, I, I, I know the Lord is washing over me because I need it on a daily. And think about that mindset when you know going into it, and we should already know it, right? We, we know that we need His strength every day, every hour. But think about that, that if you if you don't if you don't work that day, if the Lord doesn't provide for you that for that moment right there, you don't need the family doesn't need what that does what that does to the mindset like that. So when Jesus spoke to the disciples, they would have understood daily bread as the food they eat for a single day. Understand a need over a, over a desire sustains sustains your your survival. Let's, let's, let's look at this. this. This scripture right here, it says, Give us this day our daily bread. The problem with many of us is we, we, we've got a list of wants. We, we, we really don't understand needs. That's a great area for us. It's definitely a great area for our kids. It's a great area for our kids because that's on us. It's not on them. That's on us. We, we, we've, got a, we've got a generation... Uh, that, that, that uh, probably even a generation or two before that, uh, that, that may not understand that the way they need to understand it. We, we've got a list of wants, and we're at a point now in society that if our wants are not met, then we feel like it's a disservice. It's a disservice to us. What we're talking about right here is this daily bread. It's talking about what I need, per se. And it's, it's, he's saying that I, 
How did it get to the point where my heart desire lines up with what I need, not my wants? That's, that's, that's a good prayer right there. God has given me enough for today. And so I don't sit down disappointed with God because he didn't. Uh, I got a 2019 uh, uh, Hyundai versus a, a 2020. Look, I, I, I said that in my notes. But uh, they got a show out there. I don't know if they have it anymore. I think it was MTV or one of them. My, my Sweet 16 or something like that. But, but, but it was a show. I think it was My Sweet 16. I, I should have asked the kids. But it was a show where, um, and I only watched it once or twice, that was enough for me. But it was a show where you had a lot of the celebrities, um, uh, their children, when they turned 16, and, and they would get real big parties. Uh, Pete Diddy, I don't have any problem with Pete Diddy. Uh, they got it, so you know, it's their money, they do with it what they want. But they, they, they throw these uh, 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 big parties and, and bring in three, four cars for them and stuff. And you, you see where uh, some of the uh, some of the kids were upset because they uh, you know they didn't get the Maserati they just got the Mercedes Benz and, and stuff like that. I'm sitting there saying, my goodness, and, you know, our kids are sitting there watching. I'm thinking to myself, they let me get anything at any point in life, get Mercedes Benz and all that. But 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 what I'm saying, I'm saying these these kids uh, and, and the parents, it was the parents' fault, but but these kids were upset because they felt like because they didn't get their points, that there was a disservice. And the same thing with us, if, if we're honest. Our prayer lives are such that we, we feel like because God didn't give us our wants, that, that he's not the God that he needs to be. And, and, and so we don't understand the difference. We don't understand the difference between a need over, over a desire, per se. A, a need sustains your survival. Look, I hear the old people say, he woke me up this morning. He woke me up this morning. I, I, hear, I can hear him now. They say that for about 30 seconds. I'm like, no, they won't come up with anything else. They don't have to come up with anything else. What they're saying, they're saying that he got me up. Yes. And that right there is a miracle. That's enough right there for me to smile. Mm -hmm. We missed a blessing in that. I told the, told the young folk, it's a miracle. It's a miracle what you have. We, we missed we miss that. See Matthew 6, 7 the way how the Lord knows. He knows our needs. 6, 7, and 8. Look at that. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you even ask. Yes, yeah, so we've we, we got to be careful with those big eloquent prayers. Public prayers, you probably want to be coherent. You don't need to be up here babbling. I'm not saying that. But, but, but uh, us worrying about these big words and all that, and they show can pray. I think the words are hard. He knows your heart. That's why I said you've got to be careful. Uh, that's why I, I, my job here is to guard that pulpit. I can bring somebody in right now, and they could have folks walk in these pews and everything. And they not know the Lord. And the Lord not even be there at that service. That's why we have, we have to be careful with performances in church. Look, if this generation right here, I'm about to talk about it, this generation doesn't do anything else, they're going to get us right in church. They ain't coming in here just for performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're barely coming anyway. 
anybody come here from Atlanta, anybody in Crestman? We've got to have some authenticity, some authenticity about us. That's what this 67, this, uh, the verse that I just read, it, it talks about the authenticity. We talked about how those Pharisees, they like to get in those public places, right? Start talking real loud. I preached on that a couple Sundays, didn't I? Didn't I use the, didn't I use the publican and the, and the Pharisee? I thought I preached on that. And, 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 and how that, that Pharisee, he got real close, got up front and, and, and preached and back or prayed. And his prayer, a part of his prayer was, you know, you know this publican right here ain't worth a dime. That's, that's what it takes a whole whole lot of you know what to put that in your prayer. We, we do some of that. We do some of that too. So how the Lord, so the Lord knows our needs. So think about that. How should that shape our request? Like if I had a, a good crowd here, I'd open that up. But the fact that he already knows our hearts, how should that shape our request to him? How should that shape our petitions to him? How should that shape our, our, our prayer life? Look, uh, 1 Corinthians talks about everything that we do, uh, we do it to the glory of God. So I, I, spoke to, I spoke to a group recently, and I, I, I talked to them about, about, look, everything you do, you do to the glory of God, including your prayer life. I, I said, look, you, you should pray. How would your prayer be different if, you, if God was right there in front of you? Guess what? He is. So, so this uh, this idea of, of, of shaping our request, knowing that God knows knows our needs. So why does God ask us then to make requests if He knows if He knows what we need? That's a, that's a million dollar question. Um, we are given the chance, one, uh, to release what is stirring in our heart. When you look at when you look at Psalms, and, and look if you've not read if you've not read through Psalms in a while or ever, that's a good that's a good one to start with. And it's broken up such where you can you can break that up and, and read that, uh, and, it, and it's not too taxing. Um, it should be joyous, joyous anyway, but it's not too taxing if you break that up. Uh, a couple stanzas here and there, you'll get that done in no time. But 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 what you see in the in the Psalms is you see a, a, a David many times. But there's other authors as well. But you see them pouring out their souls. God, look, there's. It's, talked about what's happened these last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a lot of us that have had to pour our souls out. Ask God to take some heavy stuff off us. Uh, my wife got on and I think I said it, but my wife got on she said, you need to stop watching black men. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, how, how do I know what happens? I know what happens. It's been happening for over 400 years in this country. But she had me, after she watched me struggle with she said, you need to put down social media and make it a point that you don't ever, you don't ever watch that stuff again. I know what she's coming from. There was some stuff, though, that I had to get off my chest in many of us over these last two, three weeks. That's what prayer gives you an opportunity to do. Turn it over to him. Leave it. Leave it there. So, again, why do, we, why do we make these requests if we know what we need? He understands the he understands the physiology. He understands the human body. I think that's physiology. That's physiology. Um, he understands that. He, he understands that if we get an opportunity to talk and, 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 and work that thing through, that that's, that's lifted off of us. And so we see that's one reason that we come to him is, 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 is for our own mental, our own mental health. 
consistently though, continuing this, why do we why do we come to him uh, with him already knowing what's on our heart and what we stand in need of? Consistently asking God for the practical needs of our everyday of our everyday life focuses our prayers. So again, that's, that's kind of what I lead off with. Um, when you understand that it is his um, it is his strength that gives us the ability every day to walk and and focus
they're geeks for, for what, a day or so. So, so even that concept, that concept right there. So, a consistent asking God shapes our heart and we become content in God. So where, so where am I going with that? I'm going, when, when, when my desires line up with God's desires for me, I become content. Meaning, there's a, there's a song out there, sometimes, many times I'll say it, I'll say it in the pulpit, and I'm saying it for a reason. It is well, it is well with my, with my soul. Yes. And when you can get to the point where you can say it's well with your soul, whatever you're going through, and not only say it, but mean it, there's something, there's something to that. Yes. So they, they're doing studies, and, and you know, a lot of what we're doing and what we, uh, our minds are constantly racing. Uh, even they're talking about, the, they're looking at now the health of all these devices that we're looking at. In fact, they tell you now that you need to turn it off uh, sometime before you go to bed because of what it does to the brain activity. Everything we're doing, we're constantly, we're constantly, look, uh, what they've done now is, is uh, they've got feeds popping up. Look, I don't even say something now. I'm thinking. And if I'm on social media, it'll pop up the ad. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they do that. I'm, I'm a little scared, to be honest with you. But I can, I can say something to my wife, you know, I think we need to look at this and that. Before you know it, it pops up in the ad. And then they say, well, you can just go ahead and buy it tonight. You don't even need to come into the store. Just put your credit card in there. And so what am I saying? I'm saying we're constantly going after stuff. Our minds are constantly rotating on stuff. And, and, and it's hard to be content. We're constantly racing and constantly, constantly chasing. Give us this day, our daily bread. Wrapped up in that is me being content on whatever he gives me for that day to sustain me. And I'm okay with it. So consistently asking God shapes our heart and we become intent in God. Quick question, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what the study shows. But what would make you feel rich or make you feel like you had enough? Think about that. We're always, we're always talking about that we just had this and we just had that and it'd be okay. But think about that. Be honest, Facebook, Facebook world. What would it, what would it be, what would it take for you to really be content and really feel that you were your Studies show, and it wasn't my study, it was the gentleman that we're studying under our own right now media. He said the Gallup poll showed that individuals typically will double whatever they're at. And they, and they feel like that if they just had double what, what they have now, then they'd be okay. So, for example, if, you're, if you're, uh, your income on a yearly basis is 50000 then most people say, well, I'll just at 100,000 will be okay. That's, uh, I understand it, and, and we all have some we all have some needs for God. I don't I don't know any rich folks. I don't. I don't, I don't think I think I know one or two. They're struggling. What am I saying? I'm saying even if it's doubled up, we'll take it. We'll do okay. I pray he's touched our hearts in such a way that if he, he blesses that man, that's so be it. But but is it really is it really the, the, the money that makes us content? It's not that. Um, there's a couple out there, not not after any any rapping, but, uh, but uh, they said, "Well, more money, more problems." Is that Jay Z? Jay Z, a couple of them. Thank Jay Z. But yeah, get it, man. More money, more problems. And there's some truth to that. That's not because it's the money, right? You know, it's because of the heart. So, 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 what am I? So, what am I? What am I getting at? Uh, we can keep on asking and keep on uh, wanting and all that, but when it's all said and 
done, uh, uh, if we really want to be content, then it's a heart issue. It has nothing to do, uh, per se, with, with um, what we have in a, in a sense. It should be, we should be looking to grow. We should not be looking to grieve. Now, with that being said, uh, don't, don't call me. I know where I'm at. Um, uh, we've always been taught as a people that you just wait in the pies in the sky, and whatever you get right here, uh, you just take it. Uh, I don't agree with that either. There's a pie here, an American pie, and, 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 and uh, black folks have a right to that American pie. So God reveals to us what we need and keeps our focus on the Father. God reveals to us what we need and keeps our focus on the Father. Again, that's that idea of being, of be, being content. See how we approach God with our requests. Let me go ahead and move. Uh, see Matthew 6, 25 to 34. I'm not going to read all that. But look at, look at how we approach Him with our requests when we're content. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is 25 in that sixth chapter. What you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Again, this, this idea, this idea of how we approach him. Look, you approach him, although you've got some concerns, you approach him with confidence because what? We, we talked about it the first week. He's our father. And our father is a capital, a capital, capital F. You look in Philippians uh, 4, 4 and 6, and that, that talks about uh, do not be anxious, right? Isn't that, isn't that thing? Yeah, be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. That's that's how you that's how your requests are made when you when you know uh, when you know who your father is. We've given that example over a couple of Wednesdays. But when you've got confidence in your father, you can come to him. You can come to him. God wants us to rely on him to provide food for the day. And he, and he teaches this. Proverbs 22 and 9. Relying, relying on God teaches us to think about others. Um, look, when we, when we and I'm, I'm trying to try to get through this. Relying on God teaches us to think about others. When we talk about, when we talk about our focus, one thing that, that, that we're truly, when our desires line up with God's desires, we're not focused on just us. Um, because we're focused on the kingdom and the kingdom being advanced. I, I can remember, I can remember in a tough time, and, and God bless his, God bless his memory. Um, uh, Dr. Peoples, he, he came to me and he said, look, when you're when you're struggling, and I was struggling it, he said, you need to, you need to do ministry. And I'm thinking to myself, you need to do ministry. I just want to go home and watch Netflix and put my feet up in my own business and, and then not worry about anybody else. What he, what he was saying, he was saying that your focus is on your, your big toe hurt. And as long as all you're thinking about is your big toe, you're making yourself miserable and you're no good for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We're trying to change that focus. 
same thing with us in our prayer. If, 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 we're, if we're praying, God, give us this, give us this day, give us the strength to deal with this day. And there's, there's something about when my heart's lining up uh, in my own situation, I'm also concerned. I have a, I have a, a, a true concern for my fellow brother. Look, I, I know, I, I know we're at, and I'm not after anybody's church, uh, but but look, this whole situation is telling on a lot of churches. It's telling on a lot of pastors. Look, I don't, you're not going to be able to be silent on this thing too long. You want to choose a side. Look, I, 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 Lord has allowed me to lead cedar tops. So I can't, I'm not going to go to anybody's church, knock on the door, and ask them how they feel about this and how they feel about that. But let me tell you, we're in America right now, you're not going to be able to be silent on this thing. You want to go. Your silence is going to speak. Your silence is going to speak to someone. That's, that's, that's where I'm so in, in Proverbs 22 and 9, he who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his of his bread to the poor. Yeah. And what I was saying with that, the, the fact of what we're seeing and the rhetoric that we're seeing out of a lot of people and a lot of folk, a lot of places, is telling me that there is a there's a, there's a selfish movement even in Christian circles. And really not even Christianity, it's satanic. You can't come in here, hallelujah, and on Sundays. And then not care about people on Mondays. Amen. Can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Practice gratitude over guilt or greed. We've already we've already talked about that. And uh, I, I won't I won't look at this too much too closely. But look at Philippians four ten to thirteen when you get a chance. In Hebrews thirteen and five, and see how they connect to our to our verse. Uh, that we're studying. Look in Philippians 4, 10 through 13 on your own time. In Hebrews 13 through 5. And see how again that connects to that 6. That 6 and 11. Um, so I, won't, I won't read that. I'm going to try to get a to what I, what I told you. We need to learn to accept that the Father provides. And then ask you a question. Why is that a, why is that, a, that prayer different? We need to learn to accept that the Father provides ask yourself, why has that been a difficult prayer? Why does that continue to be a difficult, difficult prayer for, for us, for me? For, the, for this uh, coming week, let's, let's do this. I'll read one. I'll end it with one quote. But as you, as you sit down for your prayer life and your whatever you have, if you have a prayer journal or, or whatever, you can go to that. But, but think about it. I want you to think of five things thank God for. And that should be easy five. But, but see how we've experienced the provisions of God. Or how we've experienced the provisions of God in those five things. Think about how he's, how he's uh, how those five things have helped sustain you. Just five. Just five in your own in your own uh, in your own time in your own way. There's a Max Cato has a good point on here. Don't let the crisis paralyze you. Trust God to do what you cannot. Obey God and do what you can. That's from Max. That's from Max Cato. Let me let me uh, close out with this, and then we'll go we'll, we'll go into prayer and be done. The prayer is for our needs and not our greeds. It is for one day at a time, reflecting the precarious lifestyle of many first-century workers who were paid one day at a time, and for whom. 
a few days illness could spell tragedy. Just, just think about that as we uh, sit down and, and continue uh, in our own prayer life. Uh, think about uh, not only the abundance that, that, that uh, many of us experience, but, but, but think about that uh, for, for many of those, uh, even in this country, but, but many throughout the world, uh, literally, and they, they understand this better than we do. Literally, uh, they're looking for the for God to sustain them on that, on that next day. On that next day. And think and, and, and see how that changes your focus. And how that changes my focus uh, in, our, in our personal prayers. God again, we uh, we thank you. We thank you for this uh, passage that uh, speaks uh, to our, our hearts. Uh, we thank you for this passage. Uh, is a mirror. Uh, we thank you for this passage that reminds us that our hearts are not where they uh, many times should be. Give us, Father God, that we've been selfish. Forgive us, Father God, that we've not uh, truly taken in your blessings. Father God, you've blessed us every day. And we should be so grateful for that. So God, I just thank you for those that are studying with us. I thank you for those that pose questions. I I thank you for those that are obedient, Father God, to studying your word. I pray now that you continue to use this hour, Father God, and use it in a special way. Continue to consecrate it. Continue, Father God, to use it to strengthen your people and give strength, Father God, for the rest of the day. Continue, Father God, to move through this place. Thank you for so many that work behind the scenes. It's in the God, Son, Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Give us a lesson for me.